I'm Bonnie Mortensen. I'm a program creator, a career designer, and a strengths builder. Each week, we'll offer relatable advice on how to find more contentment and creativity in your career and in life. This is the show that encourages all women to engage and empower each other in their work, in their home, and in their community. Welcome, Achievers, to your podcast. Hello and welcome to the Achiever Podcast. First things first, how are you doing? Like really, how are you? Are you doing okay? Because there is a whole lot going on in the world right now. Um, At the time of the recording of this episode, we are in the midst of a worldwide pandemic. Uh, The COVID-19 virus has been this incredibly disruptive force just around the globe even here in the US, which is not generally something that we deal with. So life is a lot is a lot more um, intense right now for a lot of people, and it's definitely different for all of us. Um, here in Utah specifically, many of us are working from home. Uh, colleges and universities have moved their face-to-face learning to online, now uh, causing several students to take online classes that have never been online learners before. And all of our kids are home. Uh, school is school is going to be out most likely for the remainder of the school year, and it is it's just March, folks. So um, we're going to have kids that are going to be homeschooled for the first time, and parents doing doing the teaching for the first time. So uh, a lot of things are different. Uh, we're complying with social distancing recommendations. I think everybody's uh, screen time has been upped quite a bit. I know mine has. Uh, just trying to get information and dealing with uh, kind of the, the health crisis, the worldwide health crisis that we're finding ourselves in right now. So um, in answer to to all of that, I had had some episodes previously planned to launch and uh, decided I was going to pivot away from those. They, they just didn't feel like they were going to be helpful for you um, in the immediate uh, future. They'll be helpful for you later on, but for right now, uh, there's some some more pressing things that that you probably could use some help with, and uh, thankfully, I have some experience in all of the things that you're probably going through right now. Um, nope, never been in a pandemic, but I have worked from home. Um, I have homeschooled kids, and I have taken online college courses. So I I can speak to all of those things. And I just wanted to share my experience with you in what I found to be really helpful in each of those situations. Um, there have been times where I have done all three at the same time. So I just want you to know I completely feel your pain. I'm, I'm in the midst of it with you right now as well. So um, I just wanted to be able to share with you some experience that I have that is, I think, very timely and helpful. So just a little background. I've actually worked from home in different capacities for years. I've been an employee and I have been uh, a business owner. I, I had a small catering company. So I've I've done both where I've worked out of my house. Um, I've also homeschooled all four of my kids at different points in time in their education. So, um, and at different grade levels. So I know the pain of elementary school um, homeschooling and I've 
also know the pain of junior high school <laughs> online homeschooling. Both can be uh, very, very painful. And um, I've also been an online college student receiving my degrees basically online. And so, and I'm a very visual learner. So I know the pain points that you may be feeling in that transition and um, can maybe offer some help to to make this a little bit easier on you and, and to kind of help you establish some really good habits. So um, first of all, I wanted to share with you some ideas to help you be more successful uh, working or learning, or in this case, also teaching from home. So we're just going to go right into into these items. And um, then later on, I'm going to share with you my favorite productivity hack. So first things first, whenever you're going to work from home or be an online learner, or you're going to homeschool your kids, you need to create a space for this work to happen. Now, I don't want you to get hung up on thinking you have to have a perfectly created and, you know, beautifully set up office. Some of you may, um, may need to have that, but, um, you really, it's not a necessity. Don't think that you're not going to be successful if you don't have space in your home for an office or if you can't um, create a, a place that has a door on it um, to where you can kind of get away from everything and just close the door and go to work. So I found for me... Um, I'm actually really mobile and I didn't think that I would be. I do have a completely set up office space um, in my basement. We have um, a wonderfully set up office. It's got hardwired, a high speed internet. It's great, um, very useful to have. But right now with every one of us home, um, my husband is also home and he works for a really large software company and um, he needs that space. He needs that space because he's meeting with clients internationally. He's meeting with large teams of people and he needs to have that set up right now to be able to, um, to complete his work and to get things done. So if you work for an organization like he does, then that's probably uh, going to be a little bit more of a helpful resource for you. Now, for myself, I find I can work at the kitchen table just fine. I'm fine on the couch. I can work in my bedroom. I really don't don't need a lot of extra things to get my job done. What I do need, though, is to have everything that makes me comfortable and everything that makes me efficient and effective in one place. So um, I have a work bag that I can travel around the house with wherever I'm going to set up. Um, oftentimes, I just need really a laptop and a water bottle and I'm good to go. But... Um, Having I have invested in some things like, you know, and a couple of tables that I can that are mobile that I can use for setup, and um, of course between this podcast, a mobile equipment. So you just need to find what works for you to where you can create a space, either a dedicated space or to where you can create a mobile space in your area with all the things that you need readily at hand to where you can get to them and be comfortable and not waste time trying to find things that you need to to get to work. So my second tip for you is get ready, get ready during the day. And I don't mean get up and dress like you're going into the office if you're working from home, unless that's something you need to do um, to feel good and to be functional. I mean, for most of us, 
just get up and get out of your pajamas. Um, get out of your workout clothes. Brush your teeth, those types of things, uh, just so that you can kind of signal to your brain that you're ready to get to work. You're done relaxing, lounging around or whatever, and you're ready to get to work. So thirdly, one of the things that I found helps me to really stay um, on task and focused, believe it or not, is to set alarms on my phone to get up and move around. When I'm in my office, I have the ability to go and um, quickly walk for a mile on my campus. Um, it is... I, we have a beautiful campus in Utah, Utah Valley University. We have what we call the Wolverine Mile. And a lot of us like to get up at different points in time during the day and just go take a long walk to stretch your legs and um, take a breath, get your blood circulating so that you can come back to your office and sit down and, and be more focused. That's a little bit different um, at home for me. So I found I needed to set alarms on my phone to where I could jump on an exercise bike during the day or maybe go up and down the stairs or maybe just take some laps around the house or even just go outside and take a walk if the weather permits. So just you're already at home, you're comfortable, nobody's looking at you, drop and do 10 push-ups or something. Just get your blood going so that you're not just sitting the whole time. You'll find that you'll be a lot more focused if you can get up and get your blood moving. Um, Another really helpful thing for me is to prep meals the night before. This, even if I am working at home, I know what my meals are going to be the next day. I'm kind of a creature of habit anyway. I'm one of those weirdos that literally could eat the same thing for breakfast every day, same thing for lunch every day, same thing for dinner every day, and I would be fine. Um, that's not the real world in my house because my husband is a foodie and really likes to change that up. So um, I know what I'm going to have the next day. I know what my meals are going to be. I know what my snacks are going to be. What this does is it helps you to be a little bit more organized. It helps to take that time out of standing in front of the fridge and trying to figure out what I'm in the mood for or whatever. It also helps to limit your snacking. If you already know what you're going to be eating and you've already set that up, then you're not just grabbing chips and you're not just grabbing whatever else is super fast and handy. You've already got things cut up. You've already got things ready to go in containers to where you're just going to be a lot more effective especially if you are homeschooling kids right now. This is a way to keep that continuity in their school day. Pack their school lunch. Okay, a next tip I have for you is to set your work or schooling hours. Especially if you're an online student, this can be the most difficult thing to do. If you're if you are working from home, most of the time when you work from home, you're required to like be available or online for certain hours during the day. But if you're an online student and you're not having regular class meetings, if you're kind of left to your own devices, if you don't schedule time for starting and stopping that schoolwork, you can really find yourself getting behind. Um, even if you're utilizing some type of an online platform at your university or your college like Canvas, which gives you a calendar option, uh, well, a calendar view where you can see when things are due, uh, you may find yourself procrastinating thinking, oh, I can just get that done on the weekend because it's due on Sunday, or I can just wait and do that at the end of the week rather than at the beginning. 
if you will schedule time out each night, um, even if it's just an hour, just to work on something, then you're going to find that you are going to be a lot less stressed. It's going to be a lot less overwhelming, especially if you're newly transitioned to online learning. So take that time, rewatch classes. If your professor is uploading them to Canvas, re- take that time to rewatch them, uh, especially if you are used to just being in a face-to-face classroom to where you can feel like you're getting what you need to be successful. If you're working from home, it also allows you to set work hours to where you're not going to either be underworking or overworking. It helps alleviate that burnout that can occur whenever you work from home because a lot of us that work from home can just work continually for hours and hours just until we get something completed. And so when you close your laptop, you're done, whether it's school or rather it's work. And that goes for your kids as well. Whenever things get shut down, they're shut down and done so that you can still keep that distance between home and work or school. And it can kind of just give you that ability to take a breath and to relax and to to get back into the home mode. So let's talk about the pros and cons of working from home. So first, the good news, no commute. You save money, you save time, you save wear and tear in your car. It just makes things a lot easier. The time you would have spent in your car, you can do something else. If you had a commute, just transition that commute to being part of your morning while you're working at home. Uh, Second thing is a little more flexibility. Even though you are most likely required to be available online or just available uh, by phone or something during the day whenever you're working from home, you could probably make your day a little bit more flexible and choose what it looks like a little bit easier than you would if you were in an office. Okay, the third thing is no distractions from coworkers. Now, kids are another story. You're probably dealing with that right now. I think we all are. But I know when I'm working from my office, I often get interrupted multiple times during the day. So if you think about it, even if you had just five people interrupt your workflow for, say, 10, 15 minutes, you have lost an hour or more of your productivity time. And you're going to have to make that up in some some way, shape, or form. You're either going to have to stay later um, to complete something, or you're going to have to um, take that into the next day or possibly even the next week. So working from home does have its, its advantages in that way. So now let's go to the bad news, the cons. For extroverts, sometimes working from home can be really difficult because they feel a sense of isolation or loneliness. And a lot of you may be feeling that right now, that you need um, to be able to see people face-to-face, um, to be able to feel like you're part of a team. Uh, with that is also the second con, which would be communication. Um, so communication and isolation and loneliness can actually go together because if you don't feel like you're able to have consistent and effective communication with your colleagues or your managers, you are most likely going to feel like you're not able to get things done in a neither an efficient way or that you're not getting answers done. So you're still feeling like you're maybe out on the fringe or you're a little left out. So I would suggest in those cases that you set up regular uh, Skype or team meetings to where you're able to connect with someone face to face, where you're actually able to see a face, a face that's talking to you. If you're feeling that isolation and loneliness, especially right now, um, you know, I would encourage you to reach out to people to FaceTime them, FaceTime your colleagues. If you miss your work family, reach out to them, um, do a Teams meeting, 
do Skype, uh, plan a go-to meeting, whatever you can. Social media is great, but um, it's not the same as having a face-to-face conversation with someone. And extroverts really need that to be productive. It's, it's their outlet. So make sure if you're an extroverted person trying to work from home right now, that you are keeping that communi- those communication lines open and that you're initiating those meetings if needed. The last con we're going to talk about is having too much autonomy. This is the number one reason most managers do not really encourage working from home. They're concerned that you're going to be easily off track because you're going to get distracted at home. The best way to counteract that is to make sure that you develop a plan and that you also develop your discipline to actually engage in that plan. This is where I feel like I can help you the most. So I want to share with you my favorite productivity hack. And I share this with all of my coaching clients. And I can tell you, it's one of the things that they have come back to me time and time again and said has really changed how they focus. It's changed how they look and view their calendar and their schedules. And it's a way that they have found to really gear up their productivity so that they can find more balance at home. And that's, that's my whole purpose in teaching this is so that you can, when you're working, you can be more hyper-focused so that you can get things done fast and effective and efficient and then be with your family or just be home and be able to relax. So I want you to think about this. Most of us schedule interruptions rather than scheduling our focused work time. If you looked at your calendar right now, I promise you're probably going to have more things like meetings scheduled, returning of phone calls, things like that. When you get to work, think about how you probably function. Well, if you're in the middle of a focused work project, all of these things are just interruptions. They're interruptions to productive work. And I want you to really think about, especially right now, because I know I've noticed this, how many meetings are you finding out are actually emails? I know I'm finding out a lot of my reoccurring meetings actually could have just been an email because that's how they're being sent right now. So I really want you to think about the difference between an interruption and between focused work. That productivity is so important when you're working from home because I believe you can get a lot more done if you can just hone in on that focus for longer periods of time. So one way to diminish all of these interruptions um, at work is to work within what's called a block system. A lot of people work in time blocking, which is a great way to to hyper-focus in on work. So when you work in those blocks of time, your work or your tasks are a lot more focused and you're able to accomplish a lot more and a lot less time. So, okay, what does this look like if you've never dealt with time blocking before? I want you to think about what an elementary school class classroom looks like. If when you were in elementary school, think about it, did your teacher just willy-nilly intertwine everything together? Or did they say, okay, right now we're focusing on language arts. And then maybe you had, you knew that you had an hour of math after that. And then social studies was in the afternoon or however that schedule went. So if you think about how that looks, imagine if you're in fifth grade, and you're in the middle of a math test, and it's math time, 
and you're working hard and then your teacher just comes in and interrupts and says, okay, now we're going to start learning about social studies. So get your books out. Okay. You've not completed your math test. You, you know, to complete that, you're going to have to go back to it. What do you think that math score is going to look like? And how effective do you think that social studies lesson is going to be for those students? It's not going to be really effective. Um, You're going to have some, some productivity issues there. So I want you to think about this in, in the mindset of how your work looks. So the same ideas go for your work. If you can focus on working on projects that are alike in nature, then it makes you so much more effective and efficient. And especially if you're in the midst of having to research something, if you're an online learner, you're going to learn a lot easier if you can hyper-focus on one subject. So think about that. When you're learning you, you hyper-focus on one subject and then you go into the workforce and all of a sudden you start panning that out into multiple subject matters um, within maybe an hour or two. It's not as effective. You've already been trained on how this is effective and efficient and then we throw that out the window the minute we get into um, an organization and into a job. So I want to teach you how to kind of bring that back to where you can totally change what your what your work situation looks like and your efficiency at your job, especially whenever you have to bring that home. So what I started doing was combining time blocking with what I call theme scheduling. So what theme scheduling allows me to do is group like tasks together at one time for me in one day. Um, this keeps me from multitasking, which we all know uh, there's a lot of research out there that says you are not as effective at multitasking as you think you are. Um, This also creates more structure when I'm working and it allows me to get more done in a lesser amount of time. What a normal eight hour workday would generally look like for most people, I can probably get about 12 to 16 hours worth of work done whenever I am hyper-focused and whenever I am working in theme scheduling mode. So theme scheduling for me means each day of the week has a specific theme that corresponds with my work duties. So I am a huge proponent of using themes for productivity. I use themes in a lot of areas of my life just because I think it helps you to hyper-focus. But it keeps your mind in one place and it allows you to use less brain power than switching back and forth between uh, different subject matters, just like the classroom scenario that we were talking about earlier. So I even use themes whenever I meal plan. And I'll tell you a little bit about that later. So, okay, what does theme scheduling look like? Well, let's start with what it doesn't look like. It doesn't look like an inflexible calendar or specific planner that you have to use exactly as it's written out. Um, It's not a one size fits all and no way to customize type of a method or program or anything like that. Theme scheduling works specifically to you because you have a life, you have a family, you have a job. Um, If you're going to school, you have a class schedule and it's going to be specific to you at this point in time where you're at right now. Um, It's changeable. As things change and ebb and flow as they always do in life, you can change it up and you can move what your theme days are. So let me just give you an example of how I use theme scheduling so you can kind of see it in your mind um, of what that could look like. For example, 
I block out time each morning to go through my emails. I have one hour that I block out to go through my emails, except for one day. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, But that means that I am not focused on my email all day, every day. I'm not constantly having to look at my email because I know I will get that taken care of at the beginning of the day. I also know that I can be at inbox zero because I have one day where clearing out my emails is my main focus and that's Monday. So every Monday I start the week clearing out my emails and that is my focus right there. Now I use Mondays specifically because I have a different workload on that day than any other day of the week. So I know I'm able to keep up on those emails and I'm able to respond and I'm able to do a lot more communications on that day than any other day of the week. So that's my Monday. Now I try to schedule the bulk of my meetings on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I do this because then it gives me less time uh, during the rest of the week to be interrupted. So if you looked at my schedule now, you would see Tuesdays and Thursdays are very meeting heavy. I also use these days to return phone calls because it's super quick and easy in between meetings for me to return a phone call for five or 10 minutes. Um, so I can get those things, types of things just kind of clicked off my list as well. So that's what my Tuesdays and Thursdays look like. On Wednesdays, I have what I call a cave day. Now, this is the day where I work on really hyper-focused and very creative projects. So I will literally block out time on my schedule. I use Outlook, and I recommend using Outlook or Google Calendar, something to where you can actually make an appointment for yourself and block it out. Um, I will block out time for, say, uh, writing content. So I'll maybe block out an hour for that. If I have a large report that I need to to work on and I have to do a deep dive in analytics, then maybe I'm blocking out two hours and I will make the appointment and I will label that appointment the name of that report. So my schedule on Wednesday looks like it's completely blocked out. So I don't have to worry about someone scheduling a meeting on my Wednesdays because they're completely booked. Even if I have to schedule out three hours and just label that as tasks, I know that I have three hours of a blocked time for a project that I can work on. Um, So my Fridays are generally under normal circumstances the day that I work from home. And I use Fridays as a day to tie up loose ends Um, with projects, with reports, if I'm following up with people, that's kind of my day to really just tie up the week and to also then prepare and review for the upcoming week. So I know what's going to be happening next week easily. So it really makes things a lot easier if I theme those days, because when something comes up, if I get an action item from a meeting, if I get a request from my boss, then I'm easily able to schedule that in, in my week without having to wonder, how am I going to get that done? When am I going to find the time to have two or three hours? I already know when that's going to happen. So this works well for for my job. Now for yours, it may look completely different because you may not have as much flexibility, but every one of us have got certain tasks that have to be done during the week. So if you can even, even if you're, if you have a job where you are in meetings all day, every day, you still can theme out your days to where you know in between those meetings, you're going to be able to fulfill those tasks that need to be done. 
Okay, so let's talk about how to start this process. So first of all, I want you to look at your current schedule. Do you have reoccurring meetings already? Um, Do you have appointments that are maybe set up weekly or biweekly or monthly? Do your kids have activities each week? Go ahead and look at your schedule and see where those are. For the most part, I'm going to assume that you probably all already have those written down on a planner, or if you're using Outlook, they're there, or you've got them in a Google Calendar or on your phone or something. So you can already see where all of those items are. So I want you to then next look and see if you can see any patterns there. Do you have days that are already set up to be maybe meeting heavy? Those can be your meeting days. Um, Do you have a day that's a little bit more open and maybe you don't have as many activities for your kids or or so on? Then those can maybe be a day that you're gonna tackle much more, you know, uh, creative projects or just much more focused projects. So you may already see those patterns now. And if not, you can create those patterns. Um, because secondly, I want you to look at where you can bundle some items together. So for instance, with me, I had noticed early on in my schedule a few years ago, that Tuesdays and Thursdays seem to be the biggest meeting days uh, for my organization for for my area. So um, what I in what I call flex meetings. Now we have meetings every day of the week, but the flexible meetings are usually Tuesdays and Thursdays. So what I do with that is I started when somebody would ask me what my availability was, I would give them like four dates, a Tuesday and a Thursday, and give them multiple times during those, those four dates. So that way they didn't have an option on Wednesday or Monday or Friday. They just had the options of Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I have found for the most part, people will really be grateful that you're number one, giving them options, but number two, that you are so readily um, able to respond to them because you know your schedule already. You're not like, let me check and see, or I don't know. You already know. Tuesdays and Thursdays are going to be open. Here's the times um, and the dates that are available. So it really helps whenever you can look ahead and bundle those like items together. So thirdly, um, plan your upcoming week. Just take a look now, see if you can see where those reoccurrences are, see where you can bundle, and then start next week, just your upcoming week, choose the themes for those days and start planning those projects and tasks. Now, where we're all at home right now, that should be a little easier. For school, it definitely is easier. Your kids are probably already kind of on a schedule like that. And you're going to see with where their schedule is, maybe where you've got some extra pockets of time where you could have, um, you know, times to maybe do those creative or those more deep dive projects. So just look and go ahead and plan next week with themes on each day and just see how that works for you and see what naturally starts falling into place. So why does this work? Why is this so effective? Well, it helps to balance your urgent and most important tasks, which is usually the biggest pain point when you're working at home. Um, it also it forces you to make a commitment to those priorities because you know you already have made that commitment previously and um, you're going to get that taken care of. It also helps you to promote that deep work and to kind of just get rid of the procrastination because you you know that you're not going to say, I'll do that later because you know what that's going to turn into is I'll do that Wednesday. You already have a time set up and you already have a day set up where things are going to get done. So procrastination just kind of goes out the window with that. 
Theme scheduling also helps you to understand how you're really spending your time so you aren't under or overestimating how long it's going to take you to complete a task. Have you ever been given a report that's due like maybe in a couple of days and you number one procrastinated out to the day before and then you think, oh, it's only going to take me an hour, but it actually takes two or three Um, or you've scheduled out, oh, it's going to take me three hours, but actually it only ends up if you're really focused taking you an hour. This kind of helps to make sure that you're actually spending your time in the most efficient way because you already know what's happening each day. It just really takes that pressure off. So the greatest outcome I've had from theme scheduling is being able to say no without feeling guilty. I'm able to do that because I know what days I'm able to meet. I know what days I'm able to get something completed. I know what days I'm able to follow up. So where I know what my whole schedule is during the week by day, I'm able to give people really quick answers, but I'm also able to be a little bit more in control of what my schedule looks like. So remember, you can use this method for your job. Um, If you're a university or college student, or even for your kids, you can use it for homework. You can use this for a cleaning schedule. You put together a cleaning schedule using theme days. Also for meal planning. So I had mentioned meal planning earlier, and I know a few of you are curious about that. Um, I've actually taught this method to hundreds of women when I've taught productivity classes for large women's groups, but I'll give you the really quick version of what that looks like. So I use this method each week for dinner prep. I don't use it for breakfast or for lunch. We just use this for dinner. Um, it really is just not a necessity for me with a busy week. I Everybody knows what's going to be for dinner every each day of the week. Uh, it also allows me with my grocery list to keep it pretty much the same each week and to make sure that my pantry, my food storage are stocked with those items that we continually go through. I also have a daughter who's autistic. And for those of you that have children on the spectrum, you know that there are just certain OCD tendencies that tend to come with that. And for her, it was what is for dinner each night. And so this has really, this really helped whenever she was younger to just answer that question. She could see it on the calendar and everybody was on the same page. So here's what that looks like at our house. So Monday is leftovers from Sunday. Tuesday is, duh, of course, Taco Tuesday. Wednesday is pizza night. Thursday is breakfast for dinner because who does not love breakfast for dinner? Friday is mom's choice. So that is either something that I want to make that I've got everything in, uh, maybe throwing a bunch of vegetables together for soup, or maybe there's a crock pot recipe I want to try or an instant pot recipe. Um, Friday's just my choice, which makes Saturday what we affectionately called bend for yourself day. So everybody just does their own thing on Saturday. And pretty much I use that to clean out my fridge. And then Sunday is what I call Sunday best. And that just means like your typical roast dinner or something a little bit bigger and heavier than what we would have during the rest of the week. And also something that I can make more of because I have a little bit more time on Sunday to where I can then have leftovers for Monday. So that's how you can use it just in a simple meal prep situation. So you can see theme scheduling really can be used for just about anything. Theme scheduling brings structure and productivity to those who work at home or learn at home. Without some type of time management process, you will find yourself working harder and not smarter. 
So I hope you were inspired to try theme scheduling or time blocking to help free up some time in your day. I know life is a little stressful right now. We're in a really historic time and it's taking a toll on some of you. But if you can put simple systems into place in your life to alleviate a little stress, now's the time to do that. In a few months, when you look back at your normal schedule, you'll have the opportunity then to decide what will be added back in and what parts of your new normal you want to keep. Either way, I hope you'll fill your day with things that bring you joy. That is the true mark of success. I'll meet you back here again next week. Until then, be well 